everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Pride Philosophy Podcast, where it's our take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, while you, the listener, are getting a degree in science and data. We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to our starting lineup. I, of course, be your host, Biggin, and how about you? Across the way, we have Magic Man. Hey, everybody. And, of course, across the way is the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, but most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue won 2016 Honorable Mention Coronavirus Victim of the Year, the inventor of the Redneck Egg Roll. Give it up on old Mike number one. It's Mojo! I feel, I feel like it's uh, date 712 of April right now with uh, what's going on. But anyway, appreciate Absolutely. you guys tuning in. Uh, you can find us on our Facebook page at Southern Pride Philosophy. Or also, our website at southernprideflosophy.com. Don't judge my haircut. Uh, wherever you are, Instagram and uh, Twitter is at SFP Radio. Um, you can also find us on wherever you download your podcast. Just go there, search Southern Pride Philosophy. Um, it'll probably be the worst decision of your life, but just go there, Spotify, Google Play, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast. Just go there, hit subscribe, give us a review. Pretty much right now, we don't keep any proceeds. We actually give back to the community, and we have an exciting update that uh, is close to Biggin's heart tonight that we're actually going to give away some funds. So there we go. Absolutely. Uh, we want to say shout out to our listener from New Zealand. Crikey. I, I don't think you're supposed to. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I should not say throw <laughs> another shrimp on the bob, eh? Should I? No, I think I, I think no, that's not it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they do the Lord of the Rings day to you. I think New Zealand's interesting, though. I just got in my email box. Okay. Um, eight, uh, August 7th through the 9th, which, if you're listening to this podcast, that's tomorrow. Your SOL. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're watching the Facebook Live, uh, Krispy Kreme actually has $13 double dozens. Oh, yeah. Now that's uh, that's huge. $13. Is that for 24? Yeah, double dozens, 24. Wow. Yeah. How about you? How's that? How's uh, that working with your uh, keto? I, I can just tell everyone about it. I mean, I, mm. I, I, my shop is like a quarter cool off of Krispy Kreme. So uh, I just get to smell it on test rides. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, it looks like we're still buffering. Is that right, Magic Man? It's uh, we're probably getting audio out, but the uh, stinking the video, video ain't it's working. It's doing this thing where it's flickering. It's really weird. Well, you know, we we call you Magic Man because now you see us, now you don't. Pretty much, so, yeah. <laughs> clearly, we're on a no. No view look tonight. <laughs> just enjoy the black screen of death. Yeah. <laughs> can, can you just give me a picture of like the Windows blue screen of death and just put that up there for the rest of the show? That'd be fantastic. Again, our podcast listeners are loving this. Um, well, I'm going to ask you guys like a ask you every week. I'd be darn. We'll start off with you, uh, Magic Man, if if you want to tell us how you're all doing. I've been uh, doing the axioms. It's a, a four-week study that our church uh is doing uh, or, or it's a class um, that's four weeks long uh, from the gravity lever- leadership and um, basically their axioms are kind of like there's one that we hear called uh, was it um, and and this is actually not in the Bible even though a lot of people think it is um, God helps those who help themselves that's an mm. axiom that's that's a saying that's kind of got you know a truth well I wouldn't say a truth to it but you know what I mean mm. so here it, it's it's basically talking about how 
Um, God is with us even in the mundane things. Um, God is 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 uh, just like Jesus. I'm trying to remember the all four axioms, and and I'm I'm failing miserably at it. But um, we can talk more about it next week, and I'll I'll have them yeah. all written down. But um, just you know about the the whole gut of it was about just seeing God working in your life um, and, and how he can work in your life, work in other people and work in your life. Um, and, and, you know, it's basically what they say, the next step to discipleship. So it was, it was cool. I enjoyed it. We had some really yes. good conversations. Um, it's basically, there's a, a text portion that you read, a podcast you listen to um, from gravity leadership. And then um, there's a video that we watch from a different person with gravity leadership um, speaking on the subject for that week. And then we have, um, you, you do all that before you have your meeting, and then we have the meeting um, and, you know, basically talk about what we learned. And, and uh, uh, in our case, Justin was our leader, so um, he just kind of led the, the conversations, and, and it was really good. I highly nice. recommend it. Highly recommend it. Cool. Yep. Mojo, how you been on? I'm just busy. It's just uh, – I'm sure we'll slow down here soon. Um, you keep saying that, but by goodness, you just keep putting the pedal to the metal. Well, I mean, you know, when you, you know, when you, this, this year has been a uh, interesting time for a lot of small business owners, um, for employers as a whole. I mean, people <laughs> are having to shuck and jive and I said shuck and jive. Um, yeah. Okay. Um just with the times, I mean, it's, it, it's just interesting. I mean, you know, we, our industry was hit kind of the last, you know, kind of a little bit further down the line versus some of the retail. Um, but we're still old and steady. Um, here at the shop, we're getting ready to set our, celebrate our year anniversary coming up soon. So we're getting Ooh. ready to do a big anniversary party with that. Wow. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, maintaining strong. I mean, it's, uh, God, what, what, I mean, we could probably have a whole podcast on just 2020 economy and how, you know, I, I do have one thing to say for, for those entrepreneurs out there, the small business owners that, um, how you treat customers during this time right now, mm-hmm. you, you know, if you don't, th- those who don't treat customers the right way right now, um, don't complain when you go out of business and blame it on Corona. Because there's enough opportunity out there for everyone to adapt, to overcome. And um, the, the leaders in your industry are doing a good job at it. If you're not, maybe take a page out of their book and try to adapt. But, you know, if you're not, if you're not great, giving great customer service, you have nothing to complain about if you get shut down. You may not be making the money you were in, 20, in 2019, but at least you're positioning yourself for 2021. it is going to be a completely different scene when everything opens up, you know, like those businesses that, um, that you, you always visited, they, they may not be there anymore. Uh, they could have, uh, you know, been bought out by somebody else. I know some of our friends at breweries, they've been, you know, they had to merge with others. So just to, just to make it. So it's been, it's going to be tough, man. I don't, I don't envy, um, those, those entrepreneurs. I really don't, but, you guys have a risk tolerance that I don't. So there's that. <laughs> well, I mean, 
Uh, well, my risk tolerance is uh, don't work well with um, structure. So uh, for me, it's a great risk tolerance. You know, um, I, I can understand that. I, I, it's especially North Carolina. I, you know, unfortunately, we're in this bubble, in North Carolina, right now, and we might. I don't know if we'll get into it later on, but how the economies differ, differentiate between states right now. Like, if you live on the North Carolina, South Carolina border, you can drive a half mile into South Carolina and work out of the gym, but if you come across to North Carolina, all the gyms are closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and vice versa with bars. You can go drink two miles down the road at a bar across the border, but you can't drink in North Carolina. So it's just it's a, a, a huge dichotomy right now in the economy. Um, hey, it is. Um, it's it's been a little hectic over here at the the Bacon household. I will say uh, we're getting ready for small batches one year uh, birthday as well. So mm-hmm. you know, and um, we we got back from vacation, and we were wise in the fact that while we were at the in laws, we decided, hey, let's go ahead and do all of our laundry uh, while we're there. Um, we had nothing else to do. We we're just kind of doing laundry, did it all, packed it up, came home. And then, um, we had just a small bit of clothes that were like, well, let's clean these up real quick, put in the, the washing machine. And all of a sudden it's just starts leaking. I'm like, Oh no, this isn't good. Um, so we called the repair guy. He said, Hey, we'll be out there on Monday. Check. Gotcha. Monday came and went, did not hear anything from them again. Uh, he said, I'm so sorry. We'll be out there Tuesday. Tuesday got here. He showed up and said, Hey, um, you can order this part. If you order it from Amazon, it'll be about 10 bucks cheaper. Um, and just go ahead and order it. And then we'll come back on Thursday. Right. Okay. Uh, Tuesday rolls around. Uh, and you know, Wednesday comes and I'm like, I'm glad they're coming on Thursday cause I'm running out of clothes at this point. Um, and then, uh, then, Today, which is Thursday, I call and I was like, I don't hear anything from them. And then later in the afternoon, I call and there was, it went to like this, this line is no longer available. I'm, and I, now I'm like freaking out about this part. I don't know what to do. Oh, and then, uh, but then, and then I called again and said, all lines were busy. It's like, good gracious, what is going on? I've called, I've texted, I haven't got a hold of these folks and I'm getting really nervous. So, and I'm out of clothes. I'm going to have to drop off small batch tomorrow at daycare um, and, and have, and just be stinky. I mean, I'm just going to have to, this is how it's going to be. Um, so I'm not excited about that. I've, I've watched the YouTube videos on how to repair this and it's way above my pay grade. I'm not going to be able to do it. So um, I'm, I'm hoping that I hear back from them tomorrow. My, my dad though, he lives right around the street or right around the corner. I just come here and do it. And that's an option. So I am not going to be without, uh, we can figure it out some way or another, but I'm hoping that they will, will come by and fix it up. The other thing is, um, being back from vacation, we decided, I decided I've got to get back on the diet. So, um, this week of, I've, I'm doing a hybrid mojo and you might appreciate this. You may not. It's a keto slash. I got the Noom app. You heard of Noom? Um, I have. I have no clue what it means, though. But yeah, yeah, it's it's just a tracker and some encouragement and things like that. So, guys, I'm on the bandwagon of fad diets. I don't know what's going to do. Well, I <laughs> two years ago I lost seventy pounds. 
And I was actually back down to the weight that I was at when I graduated from college 22 years ago. <laughs> and um, let's just say I've gained it all back and probably plus some. I haven't weighed myself lately. They've been too scared to. Actually, I'm going <laughs> to the doctor tomorrow afternoon. I'm going to find so out then. I'll find out tomorrow afternoon for sure. Uh, but um, yeah, this this uh, whole Corona thing has uh, not been uh, friendly because I haven't been active and been eating all kinds of junk, <laughs> not yeah. eating like I'm supposed to. So I've actually been thinking about getting that new map and going on it yeah. to, to see if I can actually. Get I like the it. fact of where they just start you out slow and then they kind of build up from there, and that's. You know, the, the first one I was on at the beginning of the year, I lost a good chunk of weight, but it was so restrictive. And I think, Mojo, you even called it. You're like, you're not going to be able to stick on this. Oh, yeah, you're right. So I was like, if I can do that one for a couple months, I know I could do keto for a while. So I'm kind of doing that while uh, on the new map and then uh, tracking all the stuff there. So I like it so far. It's pretty handy dandy. And then you kind of pick how much you want to pay for it. So that's also nice, too. They say, you know, don't let the money stand in your way. If you want to try it, try it. So I recommend it. If you are wanting to, to look at it, give it a try. Cool. Um, go ahead. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Something. I think cool. Um, hey, also, it, I want to say this, too. We're, we do have our giveaway for tonight. And um, we have uh, Chris Abney from Red Hill. He's going to be calling in at some point throughout our, our show. So, and this is only going to be for our Facebook Live and YouTube Live listeners. It's a giveaway. So, um, you want to stick around for that. It could be at any point. It could be within 10 minutes. It could be within the hour. Who knows? But, uh, so stick around and uh, I think you'll uh, enjoy it if you're in the Concord area. Um, so, just stick around for that. Mojo, did you happen to listen to last week's episode? You were gone. You, um, you took off. I, you're probably just, I don't know what you're doing, but you weren't on the show. Did you listen to the starch, the end of our starch madness? I, I caught, I caught moments of it, but mm -hmm. I was in West Virginia at the time or no, I was in oh. Southern Georgia. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't get the, the end of it. Understandable. Uh, I was telling, uh, magic man before the show is the winner. The championship game was against donuts and fried chicken. Those were the last two. And since it was 2020, we decided, why not call it? And we put fried chicken in the donut, and that was the winner. There you go. That seems, that seems like a logical choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are, are you guys okay with that call? You guys Perfect. weren't here, so we had Perfect to make it. Fine. Long, long as it's not long as it's not bone in fried chicken. Oh, no. That would be yeah. that would not be good. No. Chicken tenders are something to be best, yeah. Yeah, and, and I've said this before. The best thing I ever did with uh, with Hot Pocket was we went through the Chick-fil-A. I got the spicy chicken and the donut, the, the hot Krispy Kreme donut and put the uh, chicken strip in the donut, and that was magical. Like, my mind just blown. So, anyway, that was decided as the winner. It was fantastic. Um, speaking of eating fried chicken and donuts, I think we need to have a moment for the passing of Wilford Brimley. I hate you, 2020. I really uh, do. No more, no, more, no more diabetes. No more diabetes. Um, I, he was on a show, and I can't remember what it was. It, like, yeah, they, were it was in Southern, they were in Southern California, I think. Like Deidre, Deidre Hall 
was on there, yeah. Shannon Doherty, yeah. and they had a picture of the house and like different slices and different scenes would fill up that house. I loved that show when I was a kid. I don't know about y'all, but I yeah, liked I can't it. I, I can't remember the name of that show, but it was a it was a good show. I know he was a his fame was also in Cocoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cocoon One, Cocoon Two, whatever. Which was a good time movie. Yeah, so, nothing wrong yeah. with that. No, I, I think he, he he's also known for westerns and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, great great actor. Um, obviously, he's been off the kind of stage for a while and mm-hmm. enjoying retirement, I guess. But yeah, great loss and um, just I guess was his what eighty eighty six or something. I think I saw. Felt like he was like a hundred and six. Well, I mean, his I mustache, his mustache, his mustache was 106. I know that. You think he came out of the womb with that mustache? I mean, it looked like he rocked it from day one. It was majestic. It was majestic. I know that. Oh my! <laughs> oh. Well, yeah. I just wanted to say farewell to you, sir. Um, what a great actor! And just, I feel like he's a papaw that you just want to like cuddle up with. You know. Yeah. And tell you uh, all about diabetes. <laughs> you could never say diabetes. It's diabetes. Okay. Um, so, a, also a couple of weeks ago, I talked about um, one of the, the as seen on TV items that I got because I got hooked um, on, you know how I do. Like, I watch TV, I'm like, hey, I want that. So, I order it nine times out of 10. I'm disappointed in my, um, my decision. But I did pick up. Have you, Mojo? Have you seen the the granite stone skillet? I have. Have you used the granite stone skillet? I have one. Do you like the granite stone skillet? It's okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm on. I've used it about six times at this point, and I think it's the greatest thing ever. Nothing's sticking okay. to it. Nothing's sticking to it. Like my eggs, I can just. You know, do the swirly swirl with it. Don't yeah. use any butter or oil. Easy peasy. I love it. But are, are eggs really eggs without butter? That was the argument that uh, producer Brian said. Is like, I'm not going to eat eggs without butter. Yeah. Well, that's a good point, too. And think about that. But yeah. it's been a good pan so far. Nothing's really stuck yeah. to it. But I was as I was going through my Facebook feed, uh I saw uh, articles, and I've, and I've known somebody that actually they had a grill brush, the the steel that had the steel spikes on them. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and they and they got caught. One caught. They uh, ate it. It got caught in their throat, and they had to have oh. surgery to get it removed. Oh. Have you heard about that before? Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, that's re- Go ahead. That's the reason why. That's the reason why in the restaurant industry we stop using a lot of places stop using them just because you have to find them. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying who, but I, uh, I almost ate one from somebody that prepared it, and I was like, <clears throat> I'm throwing these things away. I'm done with them. I went to the nylon brush, uh, and then I got the nylon brush, and then I forgot that you're not supposed to use it when it's a, a hot, <laughs> hot stove or hot grill. Yeah. And I ran through it, and then I melted it, and I was like, well, that stinks. So now I'm left in a quandary. What do I do? Well, thank you, Facebook app. Um, so I've got this. Do you guys have you do you recognize this from any of your Facebook? No, no. I think I've seen it. This is 
the the grill rescue brush. Yeah, I've seen um, the commercials for it. Yep. Grill rescue. It basically firefighters came up with it. It uses some type of um, fireman construction thing around it. Um, but basically you stick it in water, it's a giant sponge and fire resistant material. And then you use that and then you go over it and steam cleans your grill. I was like, well, I'm going to try that. So um, I got it. I got one for my pop, got one for me. And then uh, I used it and hey, buddy, it works really well. I'm very impressed with it. So um, the one thing though, is like you have these uh, replaceable grill heads that, um, that it comes with. As soon as you use it one time though, it gets really dirty and you can't ever, ever like get it clean again. But I mean, you can still reuse it and whatnot, but it's not going to be as clean as the first time you had it. But um, I would recommend one, stop using those, those steel grill brushes. Uh, and then two, pick up a, a grill brush because that seemed to work really well. I don't know. Have you seen, have you any thoughts on that Mojo? You know what I, you know what I use on my grill? What's that? A ball of aluminum foil. Will that have metal shavings? Will that like make it? Nope. No. Ooh. Just a ball of aluminum foil. Just scrub a dub dub, and you're ready to grill. And that's it. That's it. Mm. Use Ryan, the uh, use the foil in your cast iron pan too. Oh. Okay. Ryan, okay. what do you use? I've been using the steel <laughs> steel bristles. <laughs> um, Don't use that. But I have, like I said, I have seen that uh, that grill brush that you were just showing, and I've been mm-hmm. interested in maybe getting one to try it. My problem is my grill has been sitting out there for two years. We haven't used it, mm-hmm. and the uh, it's a cast iron grill, and um, it's got a nice patina. <laughs> ton of rust. Oh, like rust. So oh. I've got to figure out how to get that rust and everything off of there before we can use it. Uh, I've I've seen videos. I think it's just bathe it in vinegar. Uh huh. Okay. I, I think that I think that'll get some, most of that rust off. I'll try that. And then I'll try the the uh, probably some aluminum foil on it. See if that'll help scrape yeah. some of that rust off. Well, of there. if the aluminum foil will work, that'll save you. I think it was like thirty nine ninety nine. Oh yeah. That included the. By the way, this thing, this handle. Good Lord, you could club somebody to death with this thing. It's it's heavy. <laughs> um, but that, and then two of the grill heads. So they um, they were, it was handy. The one thing I will say is, is I got it uh, and I was really excited about using it. So I went really fast the first time and then all the steam came up and it kind of like hurt my hand because the uh-huh. hot steam got up. So you got to go slow. Fair warning, go slow the first time you use it. So but you said. Have you seen how, like, you go to those Japanese steakhouses where they make the food in front of you, and at the end of the making the food in front of you, they, they scrape it off, and then they take the cloth with water on it, and they put <clears> it on the the grill to, to clean it, you know, basically using steam. So it's basically yeah. the same principle. Yeah. Steam power. Yeah, so um, there's that. The, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, I don't know if you guys uh, – do you guys have access access to the web right now? Sure. Can, can you? All right. I need you to go to a website, and you might want to go in incognito mode. And if you're playing at home, 
you could do this as well. But the website you want to go to is donaldjtrump.com. Just it's it's going to be Trump's website, so donaldjtrump.com. All right, I'm going to try to bring it on here, and if it doesn't work, I'll come back to the scene. Okay. okay. All right, so are you able to, to show everybody or? Okay, so so it's just a picture of John, Donald Trump saluting whatnot, which is great. But here's the ultimate troll. So the next website, DonaldJTrump.com, and then forward slash, and then anything that you want after that, just any, just random letters, numbers, whatever, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Look not, at that. It's not working. <laughs> oh, is it not? Yeah. Well, we'll show it. It has a picture of, can you show it again? It's a picture of Biden and it says, I think you're lost as I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, I, you know I don't care what you think about Donald J. Trump as the president of the United States, but the dude has a troll level of a thousand percent. Right? Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Donna from ODV said that too, and, and said uh, I, I was thinking about your podcast when when I saw this, so I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. Troll level, one million. All right, so let's go to some wacky news brought to you by 1812 Barbecue. Hey, you're out and about. You need some barbecue. Check out our friend Eric at 1812 Barbecue. He will give you some fantastic brisket, uh, pulled pork with some amazing sides. They're delicious. Yum. Um, all right, so here's our first one. Uh, and again, if you're tuning in at any moment, we could do our giveaway. So just stay tuned. All right, so here is the first one, zombie cicadas. You didn't think things were bad enough. Zombie cicadas has infected a uh, has been infected with a psychedelic fungus that can survive with without most of their body parts. Have you guys heard of zombie cicadas? I've not heard of zombie cicadas, but I do know there's a fungi that affects uh, ants. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. It's basically uh, kind of the same thing. Uh, there's a mind-controlling fungus that goes around the cicadas uh, in the south. So, you know, cicadas are, are really kind of a southern thing. Eats away at their bodies while still allowing them to fly yeah. out, according to a West Virginia university. Um, it says that it actually starts eating the insides, and it starts at their, um, their male parts. It kind of gets infected there and kind of starts eating away at the inside. It's a fungus called Massospora, uh, and it causes male... This is where it gets confusing. It causes male cicadas to flick their wings like they're female cicadas in order to attract males. I'll just let you pause there. So, hey, buddy. So we have 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 gender dysphoria. Okay, that's a great word for it. Um, so they they then uh, give that to them. It's a sexually transmitted infection. It then starts eating away from the insides, but it allows the cicadas to continue to um, do all the other things that their body does, except 
kind of makes them just kind of go sideways and start flickering their their wings and and um, start whatever that gender dysphoria thing happens. Hmm. But that's weird, right? The uh, cicadas uh, spend 17 years underground. It doesn't impact them there, but once they become um, uh, active, then it starts really kind of affecting them at that point. Wow. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. 2020, mm-hmm. nothing surprises me. Nothing surprises you. Yeah. I mean, um, what, yes, two days ago we had the the plant blow or whatever the facility blow up in Beirut. I mean, nothing. Nothing is going to surprise you. It's Wilford Brimley, the explosion in Beijing, probably related. Who knows? Um, Now we've got zombie cicadas. Uh, It says that it won't spread to people or any other organism. So coming in contact with them will not uh, get you high, nor will it make you a zombie. I'm glad they had to point that out in the article. The good good thing is, though, if you listen to Governor Cooper of North Carolina and uh, Fauci, just wear a mask. That's all (laughs) I got to do. Just wear a mask. I tell you what, can anybody believe Fauci anymore after he threw that baseball, after he threw that opening pitch? I don't trust you anymore. And sat in the the stands without a mask on. I don't trust you anymore. I don't trust you, Fauci. The Fauch. You're not the Fonz. Yeah. Um, You guys know that I have been probably a little bit too dialed into getting a Tesla. By the way, Mojo, I'm still waiting to find a Tesla at auction. Still not happening, is it? Yeah, you're going to have to wait probably to 2021. Lord have mercy. Um, Well, they haven't been just doing nothing, those Tesla engineers. They have decided they're going to upgrade chocolate chips. Hmm? Uh, Silicon Valley, long obsessed with the computer chips, is now disrupting the chocolate ones. Thanks, Fox News. Uh, Remy Labisque, a Los Angeles-based industrial engineer, Working for Elon Musk's Tesla has re-engineered the chocolate chip for optimization-obsessed set. I don't know what that word means. But 30 30 bucks will get you 17.6 ounces of the expertly forged chocolate geodes, which are molded to melt at the right rate, according to co-founder Todd Misonis. Um, Yeah. Instead of eating just the regular chips, these are um, uh, geometrically perfected chocolate chips that, uh, again, as I said, melt uh, in the perfect way. The standard way to make chocolate chips is it's deposited off the factory line, but that's not the best way to taste it. He says that if you put it um, in your mouth, you're supposed to get, um, let's see, what did he say? Uh, the cocoa beans essence, which should have notes of chocolate, buttercream, frosting, and banana. But they've done 3D molds to give you a pyramid-like chocolate chip. So I'm going to show you a picture of it um, so everybody can kind of see what the chocolate chips look like. And so at a 15-degree angle pyramid, it melts perfectly to allow you to have all of the the taste um, that it's supposed to have. If you just put a big chunk of chocolate in your mouth, it doesn't melt right. You don't get all the taste. But um, at Tesla, they're developing a better chocolate chip. 30 bucks. 
2021 how to F up a chocolate chip. (laughs) (laughs) Would you pay $30 for 17.6 ounces? I personally wouldn't. I'm the I'm the type of guy that buys the uh, grocery store brand co- ground coffee. So, hmm. yeah, I, I personally wouldn't, but I'm sure that people will. They said that the perfect chip weight is 4.05 grams. They've done a lot of research on that. Goodness. You know what, though? It, I mean, I'm sure there's probably some government agency that gets taxpayer dollars and do the same damn thing, so. Whatever Elon Musk wants to do, I trust him. Tell you what, that man, according to his stock, he cannot fail. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. The 1812 barbecue story started over 20 years ago when Eric and his dad started entering local barbecue competitions for fun. During that time, Eric, a United States Marine, has traveled all over the world picking up flavors and techniques that today is the unique flavor of the award-winning 1812 barbecue. He has honed his craft to bring you the fall-off-the-bone pulled pork, the mouth-watering ribs, and finely crafted beef brisket. Eric has developed his own amazing dry rub and delicious barbecue sauce. And let's not forget those sides. With the coleslaw, smoked Gouda mac and cheese, cowboy baked beans, and to top it all off, banana pudding and pecan pie for dessert. Getting hungry yet? Good. Call or email Eric at 1812-BARBECUE and he can make your next catered meal happen. Weddings, graduation parties, family reunions, and other events will be memorable with 1812-BARBECUE. Want to try your hand at smoking meats? Pick up your own 1812 dry rub and start the journey for yourself. Shipping all over the world, connect with Eric on his Facebook page, Instagram at 1812-BARBECUE, or call 704-604-5148. That's 704-604-5148 and email eric at eric.line at 1812bbq.com and he will be glad to help. Karen's. You guys are familiar with the name Karen. Yep. Um, so it's been a rough year for Karen's. They've been um, dubbed the, the person who is entitled, selfish, and likes to complain. Uh, we've seen the lighthearted memes calling everybody Karen. Uh, evidently, the the male version is Kevin. I didn't hear that um, until my little brother told me about that. Uh, so Kevin and Karen. Uh, Domino's, though, said that we're taking the name back. So they are offering 100 uh, pizzas to people actually named Karen. You have to send in a photo ID confirming that your your name is in fact Karen and tell us in 250 words or less how you've been one of the nice Karens. And then uh, they did a drawing and um, they gave away 100 pizzas. And this happened in Australia and the contest is over. So if you're thinking about moving to Australia, changing your name to get a free pizza, um, not happening. It's already over. But I thought that was kind of nice of Domino's. Thoughts? I have a cousin named Karen. She's tired of <laughs> that name being used to describe the middle-aged, entitled, complainy women. <laughs> My mother-in-law's name is Karen, and I don't think she knows about Karen yet. So, shh, let's not tell her. Uh, and she's not a Karen, so just to be clear, I mean, she's not like that. Yeah, my cousin's not a Karen either. Yeah, you know any Karens, Mojo? 
Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So let's go into some. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll keep my personal thoughts on that because this is not the unedited version. So about just Karen's in general. Yeah. Just the whole term. Yeah. Do what now? What are you drinking there? Um, I am drinking a Red Hill oh. breakfast stout. That's right. You have the, you have the hookup. Yeah. Speaking of, I think it's time for our giveaway. So let me go ahead and bring in our guests, uh, Chris Abney. Uh-oh. Hey, buddy. What's up? Oh, you are hey. you are literally sideways. <laughs> Is that better? There we go. There we go. Now we can see you. <laughs> hey, you didn't. <laughs> he, got, he got video bombed. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> what's going on? Hey, what, so what's in your glass tonight? What do you got there? It's some make, Maker's Mark castrate. Okay. Yep. Liking it? Yep. Nice. All right, thank you. Yeah. Um, I've, I was saying earlier, I've got the, the Red Hill breakfast style. Look at that. Yeah, buddy. That matches your shirt. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> How's that happen? Yeah. <laughs> um, Chris, we wanted to bring you on. You've got a big week coming up at Red Hill Brewery. Uh, for our listeners that are watching live on Facebook, you'll be able to participate. But what's going on this Friday at Red Hill? So we've got a lot going on Friday. Uh, it all centers around our beer release, the Grateful Dank, which is a, a hemp-inspired hazy IPA. It's a sessional by IPA, um, and it's it's all tie-dye, all haze, all hops. Uh, we had actually planned this weekend back in April. It was supposed to be during the week of 420. <laughs> we were bringing in this um, Grateful Dead cover band. Um, or they're more or less a jam band. And, you know, we want to do a hemp infused beer, tie-dye, just celebrate Jerry and, and the dead and the deadheads and, and really kind of embellish that that part of, um, we're just going to have a lot of fun. And of course, COVID hit and we couldn't do it. So here we are um, making it happen. Uh, we've been thinking about this beer for a long time. And the beer is delicious, by the way. It's really, really good. Um, it's actually the first full beer by our new brewer, Jared. Uh, so I'm pretty proud of him and what he uh, created. Uh, we've got cans that we've released, pretty cool graphics on those cans to go along with the great beer. It's a limited type thing. And so tomorrow night, we're celebrating the beer release in those cans with the full band. When I say full band, that's like a big deal because you don't really get full bands anywhere anymore. Oh, wow. So we're talking, you know, drums, guitars, some brass, you know, it's the works. Wow. Um, so we're pretty stoked about it. it Still going to be social distancing, you know, still the rules with masks and things like that in the brew house. Um, but we're going to let them jam on and we're all going to be uh, sitting there bobbing our heads, drinking a, a grateful dink. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's cool. Um, what other beers will be there just in case if somebody's not into the dank? And also the follow-up question is, is it infused with CBD oil? No, it's no. it's more or less an essential oil. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I mean, in the hops that he chose uh, really give off the uh, – it makes you think that you're smelling a bowl full of hemp. Um, <laughs> so he was very good at what he did about selecting them to kind of give that dankness. Um, and then we were able to find some oils. Uh, it wasn't CBD oil, but it was, um, like I said, more or less an essential style oil. Um, 
the other beers, I mean, we got Murph on tap. That's our staple, our Amber Ale, if you're looking for something easy drinking. We did have another beer released today. Um, it's just something we're doing on tap, uh, nothing else, and that's a Saison that Jared had did. Uh, so if you're into uh, farmhouse-style beers, he he really hit that out of the park, too, uh, which is funny because those are two styles I, I've, I'm not. I'm just not good at, um, and I don't really care for saisons myself. But oh my gosh, he he killed it. His wow. first try, he killed it. So I'm stoked about it, uh, having both of those beers. Um, what else do we have? Uh, I've got two sour beers on tap. You know, our pinball wizard, which is our um, lime uh, graham cracker lime uh, sour beer, and then I also have our watermelon uh, goza. Uh, so salted watermelon sour ale. Um, along with our blonde and some staple stuff. So, yeah. Okay. And that, yeah, it's pretty, pretty eclectic. The watermelon one is called Pinky and the Brine. Pinky and the Brine, correct. Well done. I like the name mm-hmm. of that one. Very cool. Um, well, all right. So let's, let's do our giveaway. So let's kind of talk about that. Uh, so here at Southern Fried Philosophy, to help uh, push the, the Grateful Dank, we are going to give away... Um, we're going to put on credit $150 at Red Hill Brewery. And uh, so what you're going to do, come up and say SFP wow. Radio, Southern Fried Philosophy, and you will be given a beer uh, at no cost to you. Um, so what we'll say, again, please don't use all $150 on yourself. This <laughs> is go in, have a beer buy some beers, uh, bring your friends, tell your friends, anybody uh, that you want to come up can go in and have this beer. Um, and it's not even just the Grateful Dank, it's whatever. So $150 credit will be up there. Again, go up there, have have a beer, tell your friends, get everybody up there, and um, and it won't cost you a dime. So, so do they have to say SFP Radio Southern Fried Philosophy altogether, or can they just say SFP? They can, whatever combination they want, SFP, okay. Southern Fried, SFP Radio, whatever combo, you know, just tell your folks. If it has an S, an F, and a P somewhere in there, that's good enough. They're good. That's good enough. Southern Frog um, penises. <laughs> Maybe that'll work. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that'll work. <laughs> I don't think that'll work. Um, but $150. So That's that other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what is that podcast about? I want to know about it. Um, but anyway, I just thought, hey, let's let's help uh, prime the pump there and hopefully get get some folks up there for you. I appreciate that, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, people will definitely get a gift um, if they come up. And like I said, definitely tomorrow night. Now, if you, if you don't want to be around crowds, don't stay home. Be safe. Sure. It's okay. We're, we're, we've done a lot, and I'm very proud of our team for what we've done in our brew house to – Keep people safe, but still have fun. So we can definitely handle a crowd, and you're not going to have a bunch of people grouped together. Um, yep. But we do have the full band coming out. So if tomorrow night you want to take advantage of that offer, a uh, gracious offer by you guys, um, it'll be worth it, and you'll have a good time. Absolutely, and just so people are aware and they understand, you'll go up in the tap room, face mask on, yep. go to your table, uh, face mask on. Once you sit down, your butt in the chair, then you can take the face mask off you know, talk yeah. to your folks. And then if you get up, then you got to put it back on. Right. If you get up, if you get up and wander and that, that's kind of the key for us. If you're wandering around to go to the bathroom, to go to the bar, to get a drink, um, to go look outside the window. Uh, we just ask that you, you social distance, don't invade other people's space. 
and have your mask on. If you're at your table and you are seated, 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 if you have that, that's the makers right there talking right there, my friend. <laughs> makers, man. Um, yeah, if you're in your seat, uh, absolutely take it off with your party. Uh, tonight, I was in the tap room and saw um, a couple that I hadn't seen in a while. I had my mask on, and when I sat down, I, you know, just simply courtesy ask, "Hey guys, um, I can leave it on, or if you're comfortable, I'll take it off. Up to you." Um, and do that, if, especially if you want to go and see someone that you know. Just make sure you ask, and that's that's all we're doing is being respectful of everyone around us. Have you thought about maybe just making straws and then just putting those up in your your mask, <laughs> and you can just drink it that way and just keep it on yeah. the whole time? Yeah. You know, it's funny because we had a a regular. I haven't seen her in a long time because of COVID, but we have someone who comes in and swears by drinking beer with a straw. Hmm. True story. Brings a straw with her, sits down, orders a beer, and drinks it. Is it one of the, um, like, the metal straws? I don't think so, and I don't think she reuses it. But no judgment zone here. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't, I don't understand for the life of me the the paper straws. Halfway through, I'm like, this thing's falling apart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They suck. No. I hate it. They're a joke. Yeah. How about cheese straws? Do I know? I said, how about cheese straws? Cheese straws. Now those are good. Right. I enjoy those. Absolutely. Yeah. No, there's no sucking in those. So there's that. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks. Uh, you're more than welcome to chill out and hang with us if you want. Um, but again, uh, this, and this offer is only for this Friday. So if it's not this Friday, it's not still there. So cool, just want to let you guys know. That's well, very generous of you guys. I, I appreciate that. I really do. Absolutely. And um, yeah, come out and stop out or uh, hang out with us. I'll be there. I'll be there all night tomorrow night. So we're we're gonna bring some positive energy and and hopefully uh, give a little bit back to Concord and our folks and have some fun. Something that is seems to be in short supply. So absolutely. Yeah. And so tell our folks where the brewery is located. Downtown Concord, um, and and downtown Concord. There's construction all over the place, but. It's it's relatively easy to find. You just want to access us on Church Street, find the Bicentennial parking lot, and it's the big parking lot that's right behind downtown. Um, once you park, you'll see us. You'll see our sign in the corner um, right above uh, the Cabarrus Creamery and right next to Little Roberts. If you see the Whataburger, that's where you want to turn in. Yes, good. But, good. And, and, but don't park in the, the Whataburger lot. <laughs> Don't yeah, park don't in park the Whataburger there. lot, but yeah. that, you'll, you'll be in the lot right before that. So just turn in there and you'll be good to go. And what yeah. time is this starting? Well, I mean, we, we open at five or yeah, five tomorrow, but the music starts at seven 30. Okay. Take so that. we also have tie dye t-shirts tomorrow. I forgot about that. So, um, the, the local legend, <laughs> tuxedo cat, uh, who does a lot of promoting of downtown Concord does events. She'll be up there doing um, t-shirt tie-dyes for folks. Uh, nice. I think there's a link on her page how you can order through that, but uh, if you want to make your own tie-dye, you can come out. It's all about tie-dye tomorrow. I mean, that's it. That it is a dead head night. Yep. Yep. But no 420 yep. there, to be clear. No, not, no. None of that. Not okay. officially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. And it's Friday, yeah, August the 7th for everybody that's listening. Not- yep. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, Friday, August, August the 7th, 7th, 2020. Yep. Not if you're listening to this on Monday, 
Yeah, it's no good for you. So this is only <laughs> this is only going to be for <laughs> right. this week. But awesome. well, I mean, we have a limited amount of those cans and four packs. Um, I want to say we have sixty total four packs, uh, less our pre-orders. But um, we have two full kegs available on tap. So if you're listening okay. right on Monday and want to come out and try the beer, we will more than likely have it on tap next week. You just won't have it in cans. Okay. Awesome. Good to know. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And yeah, I'll thank see you, you guys. Peace. Thanks. All right. So let's go to our hot topics brought to you by Operation Decisive Victory. And also to point out that ODV and Red Hill has also been uh, partnering together. So um, that's an awesome, uh, awesome uh, connection as well. So go. Um, uh, I think they have an event coming up Monday. Uh, ODV does. So if you can't make it out Friday or the weekend, they have an event out there Monday. Uh, so you can go check that out as well. Uh, all right. So hot topics, um, guys, I know we're living in a world full of crazy. This doesn't get any better. It's official guys in the state of California, Buffalo wings are no longer a meal. Uh, as governor Gavin Newsom and the state of California attempted to establish rules of operation for a bevy of industries uh, during the coronavirus pandemic, one particular set of rules may ruffle a few feathers. We regret to share that the buffalo chicken wings does not constitute a meal per the state of California. As part of clarifying the definition of a meal for purposes of allowing bars to remain open or closed under Newsom's shutdown orders, the state's alcohol and uh, beverage control announced a litany of items that are now disqualified as the meal. So here are the non-meal meals. Uh, snacks such as pretzels, nuts, popcorns, pickles, and chips. That's not a meal. Food ordinarily served as appetizers or first courses such as cheese sticks, fried calamari, calamari uh, chicken wings, Pizza bites, as opposed to regular pizza, egg rolls, pot stickers, flautas, cups of soup, and any small portion of a dish that may constitute a main course. Side dishes include bread, rolls, french fries, onion rings, small salad, which uh, in parentheses, green potato, macaroni, and fruit. Uh, rice, mashed potatoes, and a small portion of vegetables. Uh, also, uh, reheated, refrigerated, or frozen entrees, and lastly, desserts. Uh, so if you are a bar that's uh, only serving those things, that does not constitute a meal, and therefore you have to shut down. Thoughts, gentlemen? I'm going to go to you, uh, Magic Man. Is Buffalo Wings a meal? It's part of a meal, but it's not a meal in itself, in Ooh. my opinion. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Now, what would happen if you did the buffalo wings with like um, some kind of dressing on the side, like ranch or blue cheese or something, and then you had um, celery and carrots with it? Would that be constituted That's... as a meal? Because you've got, nope. hey, you got the food groups, you've got the meat, you got the vegetables, and you got uh, whatever's in nope. the, the dairy and the, the, the blue cheese. Remember, any small portion of a dish that may constitute a main course. When it's not served in a full portion. Well, 
That's just yet another reason why I'm glad I don't uh, live in California anymore. <laughs> you used to live in California. Yeah, yeah, my first 10 years of my life, but I've, I consider myself a North Carolinian because I've been here over yeah. three quarters of my life. So, But yeah. Um, All right, I'm wow. going to go to Mojo. <laughs> go Does ahead, it constitute yeah. buffalo wings? Is that a meal? You don't want my answer. <laughs> Boy, you're full of you don't want my answer tonight, aren't you? He is shy. He's gotten timid. Nah, I have no no shyness here. I just we we don't have an unedited podcast. So, do you not think that's ridiculous? Absolutely ridiculous. Well, I mean, New York's also doing the same thing. Cuomo uh, and Blasio came out and said the same thing about buffalo wings. Coincidentally, buffalo wings were invented in Buffalo, New York. But you know, you would think. But no, can we just not? Can we just agree that? Now we have jumped the shark with the COVID thing. Now I mean, we have. So, <clears throat> I mean, well, since March, but you can have a steak and mashed potatoes, but you can't have a side of damn mashed potatoes. You have a better steak chance of bites. catching Corona with just a, a side. Come on, mm. we We've lost we're, our minds. We're full on unpolitically correct speech right now. I can't say it because I don't want to make you blush. <laughs> we we have we are just absolutely asinine. We deserve everything we get. We deserve we deserve Joe Biden. We deserve Roy Cooper in North Carolina again. We reserve we deserve every damn thing we get. If we think that a F inside of fries beside a beer at 1059 in the state of North Carolina will prevent coronavirus. We deserve. And he's frozen. That's perfect. That is true Southern fried right there. He is frozen. <laughs> Nobody can hear him. You there? No. I think he's back. Yeah, yeah I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Where did, where did I freeze at? Uh, Joe Biden. Uh, if you think that we're going to get it at ten oh one, no, 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 if, yeah, yeah. If we if we think that at ten fifty nine we could be sitting at Red Hill Bar, Red Hill Brewery with a side of French fries and a Murph Ale, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden a stroke of eleven, we're all of a sudden going to get Corona. These policies have nothing to do with preventing coronavirus. I am sorry. If I can go to Lowe's at two o'clock in the afternoon and buy a damn potted plant, then I can have well-being as a grown-ass man drink a beer at eleven o'clock. This has nothing to do with prevention of Corona anymore. What people just people that are on Governor Cooper's Facebook page here in the state of North Carolina, whatever state you're listening to or listening from, you have all these bootlickers who are saying, "Oh, thanks for saving us." If you can go buy a potted plant but cannot support a local small brewery at 11 p.m., then drinking a damn beer after your hard-ass work day, I'm sorry. Come on. You got to get your head out of your ass. This is, this is stupid. Well, Producer Brian's going to have a lot of editing to do. I know that much. Um, That's probably the reason why my time has expired on this show because I'm just I'm so frustrated. I've got friends losing businesses right now because they yeah. can't open. I've got friends of mine that – are borrowing from 401ks or they're mortgaging their homes right now, second mortgages because they can't open because they're in an industry. They can't open the gym. 
and have sweaty jocks working out next to each other, but they can go to the same two dudes can go to Lowe's and buy a potted plant. It don't make sense. It is not common sense. We are lost. Absolutely. I I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand that part. Like why, why do we shut down bars, but we don't shut down everything? Let me ask this question. Would you, if, if they came out and said, we're shutting everything down six to eight weeks, everything shuts down to get this thing done. Nobody can go anywhere. Stay in your homes. You know, we'll give you X amount of money to survive. We'll give you X amount of food to be prepared for. Would that make sense? Do you think it makes sense? No, it does not make sense because no. there's no scientific proof. I can only speak of Roy Cooper, our our governor, who I hope, which we're we're not smart enough as North Carolinians to vote this idiot out of office. I, I'm telling you right now, I, Dan Forrest, uh, the lieutenant governor of North Carolina, has a lawsuit against this this schmuck, and um, we 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 as North Carolinians are stupid to where we will vote the party line, whatever party you feel affiliated with, and this moron will be back in office. And we, this guy has been oppressive. Does it make sense? No, because, you know, Roy Cooper goes off every, every state Facebook live news feed that he does. He always says science and data. What science and data are you looking at? Are you looking at the damn science report from like a kindergarten thing? Because I, th- I think my kid could probably come up with a better policy than you. And your, your science advisors, you have Sweden, on the other hand, which we've heard numerous reports about who did not go to lockdown. Their kids are back in school right now. Our kids are going to be on virtual schooling or whatever. And you got mm-hmm. teachers scared out of their damn mind, which I would love to have a teacher on a debate. But I'm sure we won't do that because it won't be courtesy, uh, common courtesy with mutual respect. But we have everyone chicken little out here the sky is falling i'm not saying corona is not real i know it's real i know people get sick i've known people that personally got sick but we we have skipped this whole process of herd immunity where we have to actually a certain percentage of the population has to get infected i'm one of those that's predisposed to end up in icu or in the grave but i'm but i don't want to see people's livelihoods wrecked i mean we have people that can no longer feed themselves because their jobs have gone away and not just temporarily. We have jobs that have gone away forever. So am I, am I for a permanent or like a, a, a six month, eight month incremental lockdown? Absolutely not because it's not going to be effective. Number one, we cannot mortgage our future and our grandkids future um, based on the fact that it's locked down. What's going to happen when Corona part two comes around? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Like we can't, th- those folks that are saying we'll just shut it down to six to eight weeks and it'll be gone. Flu vaccine every year. We have a flu vaccine every year, A and B. Well, guess what? Neither one of them work. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do, wait for Corona A and B vaccine that don't work and we're you know going to open up and we're going to shut back down. I don't understand. I don't understand the logic behind it. It is so frustrating. I mean, Someone very dear and close to the show had to merge with another company, had to sell their company because they just could no longer could sustain it. 
And they lost a lot of money. I'm not talking about money, but money they borrowed to open up their dream. And everyone, everyone accuses me that I've, I've had on personal, you know, which I've, I've I had to dissect myself from social media of being a grandma killer or being a baby killer or being an adult killer because I want to open the economy up. Mm-hmm. We have people out there that don't have the luxury of working for the government and earning a steady paycheck. We, we, we get out there and toil every day hoping to make a buck on our own. And I just don't understand this whole lockdown mentality at all. Yeah. You know what I wonder how different this would be like 15, 20 years ago before everything became so politicized. You know, I, I wonder if we would have these types of lockdowns. I mean, there may be some, but I'm just, to me, it seems like everything is so politicized nowadays that. I agree, I agree with you. I mean, and I'm wondering, you know, if, from, if it would be different 20, 15, 20 years ago before all this, you know. And I don't know what, what other governments are like because I don't live there. But I just know that we're really good. It's our government is really good at scaring the people, and just yeah, using so. fear as the number one tactic of trying to move the herd around. Um, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you look at the other countries who pulled up their big boy pants, sucked it up, and said, "All right, it's four percent, point oh four percent of the population that's locked down. Those people that are the most susceptible." Let's roll with everybody else and let's do the herd immunity. And you look at those and you, they're opened up and they're ready to roll. Um, but we're so scared of our own shadows here. I mean, and, and if I hear the word um, just unprecedented, unprecedented, unprecedented times, I'm going to just, I'm going to take a shot every time I do that. I'm just going to start drinking every time I hear unprecedented time and outraged. Like, you haven't been outraged since they canceled Murder, She Wrote. Let's be real. Like, you you don't really know what outraged is, but everybody's got to be outraged. Everybody's got to be upset. If you're not upset about something, then something's wrong with you because you're not mad. Like, guys, just calm down. It's not that bad. Like, granted, uh, when I say it's not that bad, like, the, the virus, 0.04% has of the death toll. People get sick. People recover. We don't look at the recovery rates. We don't look at the recovery numbers. We look at the case numbers. Those are going up. The 0.04 stays the same, but oh no, we get so worried. I just, I don't, I don't get it with you. Like the science and the data isn't the 0.04 to shut down in the entire U.S. economy. I just don't get it. I really don't, but maybe I'm just... We kill our well, person killer, grandma killer. Here's the here's the thing. <laughs> well, we're all grandma killers here. If they believe that we should be in lockdown, um, here here's the point. By the way, I love my grandma. I'm just saying that. Me too. I love your grandma too. You love my grandma too. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's the point. of fact, is that we're not taking account of the fact of what we're missing here on the peripheral. You know, we're yeah. we're so concerned about coronavirus. You know, we number one, we automatically assume. That someone who has COVID is dead. It's like a death sentence. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that that's now the narrative we had in our we have in our head is that someone who tests positive, they're dead. Mm-hmm. That's not true. That is that is a, a that is a fallacy. That is not true. Um, you test positive, you're not able to smell. How about that? 
I mean, but some people don't even have the symptoms. I mean, I just had a, I just had a, I just had a nursing home nurse that was in my shop today who tested positive twice. And then, the, then the testing reporting center called back and said, I'm sorry, Oops. all the tests, all the tests are testing positive. So actually you have a false positive. We don't, we don't know the real numbers. We, do, I yeah. mean, I just talked to my transplant team today and, and trying to schedule a heart cat that I've been now been delayed on for seven months. And I'd like to know the status of my heart transplant. You know, if mm-hmm. I, am I doing good? Am I you know, about to right. take a dirt nap? I'd like to know. And they're telling me they have, they have a hundred people in the hospital right now that have COVID. But she also said, we have a hundred people in the, in the hospital that have COVID, but some of them were brought in for heart attacks. Mm-hmm. Some of them were brought in for diabetes. Um, some of them were brought in for car accidents. But they have, COVID. So now they're listed as a COVID COVID positive hospitalization. Mm. I mean, that that's not true. But here's the thing: we don't talk. We don't want to talk about the suicide right now has increased over forty eight percent. We don't want to inc- talk about the overdose rate that has increased over twenty seven percent during the lockdown. Well, all we're going to look at right now is if we're if you're not wearing a mask and mask shaming, we're not. You know. I can't tell you how many businesses I've stopped shopping at just because I don't want to wear a mask because I am respiratory inhibited right now from, from my medicine and stuff like that. I won't shop there. If they yell at me for not wearing a mask, I won't go back in. I'll go to another store that has the same damn product and buy from there. Yeah. Uh, it just, it, it doesn't make sense. I, again, I go back to, it just, it's not making sense. No, it doesn't. And I, you know, I know, there's a, quite a few people that are friends of the show that we disagree on this uh, on 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 this matter, yep. and which is okay. I respect that point of view. Um, you know, schools. I'm not a big proponent of public schools. I, you know, my kids go to public schools, but I wish we had a better alternative. And I know there's been, I, 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 I don't know. Each here's where we get into dicey things. Is that once again, where we live in North Carolina, we're a, we're a spit and a fart from Virginia, and we're a spit and a fart from South Carolina. And both of those states have two different, radically different policies. Virginia is like on lockdown until 2030, and South Carolina is you know, just wide, wide open. You know, you can go to Myrtle Beach, get you a tie-dye T-shirt, drink a Bahama Mama, and go to a strip club. It's just wide open. You gotcha. know, South Carolina you know, certain parts of South Carolina, most parts of South Carolina are back open for school. Here in North Carolina, where you know each county is different. My county, our county, is is virtual only. County next to me, where my shop is, let her eat. Everybody, you know, raise hell, praise Dell. We're going back to school April August seventeenth or whatever it is, and we're going to do full in class instruction. So, I don't understand how if Corona is so vicious, where you must protect everyone at all costs, at the expense of the economy, the expense of tax taxes bring, being brought in. Why is each county different? Let's make a. If it's so bad, let's lock down the country altogether. Mm-hmm. It, it can't vary that much. Where if Corona is so bad, where you can go and touch a gas handle and catch Corona and die in New York, then it should be the same as it is in Salisbury, North Carolina or Concord or San Diego. It has to be consistent and it's not consistent. That's the problem I have. Well, let's be honest. 
we're not consistent about anything. It's whatever we feel at that given moment is how we're going to handle everything. We're not consistent. We've never been, uh, I mean, our government and Hollywood and the left has never been consistent about anything. And to be honest, I mean, they're the kind of ones that are running the show right now, even though Trump's uh, president, they're the, the, the noisy wheel gets the oil, but it's, we're not consistent. You look at just for, for, you know, the, the women's rights and, and the me too movement, but yet the democratic party is throwing up Joe and still yeah. not, not keeping in account uh, Clinton. Y'all Epstein didn't kill himself. I'm just saying, like, we're not consistent. I'm not yeah, consistent. And, and uh, Galene Maxwell didn't kill herself either. What? Yeah. Okay. You just practice. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm throwing a predictor out there. No, but we're, we're not consistent. And that's the problem is that each state right now has the autonomy, which I believe in states, right? But each state, yeah. and, and, you know, that's one reason I, I, I'm digging on, on, on uh, forest right now. Dan Forrest with the state of North Carolina governor race is because he is counter suing. He's suing right now, governor Cooper, because governor Cooper has taken a non-state constitutional right and shut down. Thank you. Shutting down his internet. That is not, that is not the job of the governor of the States. We're yeah. not. Con- yeah. What's that? And it said, I think he's shutting down your internet right now. They possibly. Well, I mean, I'm in Salisbury where, you know, um, we have spread. I don't even know if I pay for cable. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I'd be or pay for internet. I'll, I'll be honest with you, but no, um, we're we're not consistent. We're, you know, with how we collect numbers on data, with how yep. we're enforcing policy, we're not consistent. You think if if we know that putting your hand on a stove creates a burn, there would be consistent policy across the nation for that. But there's no consistent policy with COVID across the nation. We, we know that if you get corona, you probably have some respiratory problems. There's a certain percentage of people. Therefore, we you know you need to do A, B, A, B, and C to stop it. But we don't have that. We I mean, it, it, like I said, I, I'm, I'm extremely frustrated. I'm at, my heart goes out to the small business community, the lifeblood. I mean, National Restaurant News, is, which is a, a publication that I still follow because I still do consulting sometimes, they're predicting 85% of independently owned restaurants will go belly up before the end of the year nationwide. We're talking, you know, you're just in Texas. There's been in, in what part of Texas are you in Houston area? Yeah. There were five major generational restaurants, barbecue restaurants that were well known shut down. We talking about restaurants that have been in business for 40 and 50 plus years that shut down in the Houston area. They survived 2008 they survived other crises, but all of a sudden, 2020 comes up, and they could not survive. So yeah. that must be I te- must be telling you something. I mean, here in the North Carolina area, we've had um, Carpe Diem, which is a staple restaurant in downtown or uptown Charlotte, shut down. They're now so they're not going to reopen because because of this. Uh, it's just I, I'm I'm beyond frustrated. You know, Governor Cooper. Uh, star trooper pooper whatever you want to call him has you know pushed back the pushback phase two for another five weeks there's no guarantee in five weeks after set midweek mid-month of september oh, yeah. that we're going to reopen we're going to reopen a phase three yeah he may push he may push it back to 2021 it's just it's absurd yeah 
another day in the light. And again, I go back to remember February at Commoners and we were yucking it up. Oh, they're just going to shut down, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Never yeah. would we have thought this was going to happen. <clears throat> Speaking of things that don't make sense, let's go to our episode three of Unsolved Mysteries. So here we go. Uh, this one's episode three, House of Terror. We are going through the episodes of Unsolved Mysteries because, one, I liked the show as I was growing up. Uh, Netflix did a reboot of it. We're going through. We're putting on our sleuth hat, and we're trying to figure out what uh, the answers to these mysteries. So let me give you the breakdown. Um, so this is episode three, House of Terror. It happened in Nanette's, France. Uh, is is a large French city, peaceful, quiet, um, middle of town. There's a middle class neighborhood, uh, and then the unthinkable happened in 2011. Four children, two parents. Xavier's the dad. He was a businessman that had some successful businesses. Agnes, the mom. She was a teacher at the Catholic school. Author. Uh, he's uh, he's 20. He went to a private Catholic college. Thomas uh, was. 18. He was a shy music lover. Uh, and Anne was 16. She models for mail order cattles, catalogs. <laughs> and Benoit is 13 and he's a drummer. Uh, guys, they were um, they were the golden family. They were the ones that everybody looked up to. They were the ones that everybody loved. They had everything that looked uh, their whole life looked Facebook ready, that they were uh, they had the perfect life. Everything was great. Weren't they nobility? Uh, I'm sorry? Weren't they nobility? They were nobility. Yeah, we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, April 11th, 2011, the neighbor uh, was walking by the house, noticed that their house shutters were closed. That never happened, even while they were on vacation. They thought it was weird. They noticed also a note on the mailbox that said, stop delivering the mail. Uh, that was very odd for them. Uh would never have thought they would, would have done that. Uh, so a couple days went uh, past on 413. There was a wellness check that was called in. Hey, you might want to stop by and see what's happening. Um, when the police entered, they had to get a locksmith, got into the house. They found everything was pretty normal. Some bedrooms have some sheets that were removed. Some of the closets were open. But the police felt at that point they just went on vacation. Um, all the cars were still there except uh, one C5. The neighbor said that they couldn't have gone on vacation because six people could not have fit in one car with two dogs in the bags if they went on vacation. So that was immediately suspicious. Um, letters started showing up uh, a few days later from uh, two friends and family from the mom and dad saying, now this is where it gets weird, that they were recruited by the U.S. to help stop an international drug ring and that you won't see us for a while. So we'll have no contact and they're going into WITPRO, going into witness protection. Um, at this point, things started, did that kind of perk your ears up when that was, they were talking about that part? That, that part sound, felt weird, right? Absolutely, yeah. 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 Um, so that also as 
uh, Magic Man said, the scene then went to Xavier, the dad. He comes from a very noble family. His father was a count. Uh, I'll repeat that, uh, count, C-O-U-N-T. Very powerful, uh, very proud of his heritage. His family had a castle. Um, and so, you know, they were really prestigious. Xavier met uh, Agnes, the mom, when he was 20. She was 16. They fell in love and they wanted, um, but he wanted to still have adventures uh, before he settled down. So he left for a year, came back, found out that Agnes was pregnant with another man's kid. Rutro. Uh, but he still decided to marry her, uh, which was very unheard of uh, in the town. Like that was a big no-no. And he was like, well, I'm going to do it because I still love her. Um, at that point, they just built a traditional family. He had traditional family values. Um, and then one day he just, they all disappear and he writes an eight page letter revealing that he's a spy. That was weird. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well, 415 rolls around. Um, that's, uh, April 15th. Police go back. They do further investigation. They realize then at that point, like all the pictures were taken out of the picture frames, but nothing else seems suspicious. Um, the Agnes's family decided, said, look, Popos, you got to figure this thing out because this is not normal. Um, they returned again the 18th, the 19th, the 20th. They still found nothing unusual. Uh, they're getting ready to hold a press conference to say, hey, we're going to put out an APB, trying to figure out where these folks are. In the middle of the press conference, uh, they get a call. The, the police detective leaves. Um, and then the 21st, they find something unusual under the terrace. Uh, underneath the terrace um, was uh, un, uh, like just dirt. Um, they started digging. That's where the dogs stayed and they had their bowls and whatnot. But uh, as they kept digging and looking further, they found the graves. And they found um, bodies wrapped in the trash bag. All the bodies were wrapped in blankets or duvets with small religious icons next to them, like candles and statues. Um all the bodies were there except guess who's the dads, the dad. He's not there. Um, they said immediately uh, that he suffered from lower back pain. And because the terrace is very small um, that he couldn't have been able to, to bury the bodies there. It was a small place. Plus he loved his children more than anything. Um, but then he quickly became the prime suspect. Uh, they did the autopsy. Kids had sleeping pills in their system. Mom has sleep apnea. Um, and the sleep apnea machine shows that the last time it was on was 3.30 a.m. on um, April 4th. Everybody had uh, gunshot, two gunshot wounds to the head from a 22 long rifle. Also very suspicious, there was no trace of blood anywhere in the house. There were also no fingerprints or anything that pointed to Xavier on the um, uh, the bodies and the trash bags that they were wrapped up in. That part was weird. I guess he could wear gloves, but the no blood thing that seemed weird. I didn't get. I didn't, don't know how he did that. Um. All right. So they uh, 
all around perfect family. They did some digging thinking that, you know, Xavier's a great guy, but it turns out that wasn't the case. He always had a dream to move to America. They tried it in 2001 to move to Florida and they weren't, wasn't successful. They spent most of their money trying to do that. He came back um, and they're getting close to being out of money. Then January 20th, 2011, Xavier's father died. Um, and this is where he finds out that there's no inheritance whatsoever. He thought he was going to get a payday when, when Pop dies. That didn't work out. But he did find a 22 long rifle hmm? uh, in, the, in, the, uh, in the house. So February 2nd, remember, his dad dies on January 20th. February 2nd, he gets a firearms license. And then March 12th, he gets a silencer. So fast forward, um, uh, as, as they um, put out the APB for that car that, that was missing, they find the car, they trace it back, um, and then it turns out like he was just going from where he lived up in France just to, to the south of France, and they didn't care about um, get, about getting spotted or going super fast or anything else like that. They looked at traffic cams. He was going to regular speed. They found him uh, taking money out of the bank, using credit cards, not trying to hide or anything. He was just a couple couple weeks ahead of the police and, and finding the bodies. Um, and then they see him uh, at a Formula One hotel. He parked his car, stayed there the night, and then they see him leaving uh, that hotel, crossing the road and going into the wilderness. There's like woods and hills and everything else. They go um, thinking that he's going to just go out there and kill himself. They spent two months trying to find Xavier. And to this day, they can, they still can't find him. So, and that's how basically it ends. So that's a lot. It was a long episode. Everything was in subtitles. So I was trying to write down all this stuff and read at the same time. So it's like, ah, that was a lot. Yeah, what did you guys think about the episode? I think Colonel Mustard did it in the library. Hmm. That's a good call. Uh, Ryan, you just finished watching it. What, is yeah. your, what was your thoughts? Um, very interesting. Yeah, my wife and I watched it and she's into those kinds of shows. So it was kind of mm-hmm. cool to okay. be able to watch that with her but um i mean i guess of course there's there's no motive there's no mm-hmm. um they did think they saw the weapon with him when he was going off into the woods or into the right. hills or whatever but um <clears throat> you know what what changed from where he was a doting family man to you know killing kill off his family and i guess you know he wanted to start over again and way to do that is to not that i condone it <laughs> <laughs> by any means but in his mind the way to start it over was to yeah. off his family and then go you know because they were saying um not too far from where he was at was the ocean he could get on a, a ship and go somewhere mm-hmm. um italy was just a a quick card ride away walk. yeah yeah right yeah. or walk or whatever and then they could go he could take a train to croatia yeah. um so you know there's plenty of opportunities for him to be able to go and start over again. And then um, was a, the police chief or whatever was saying that because he, he's doesn't stand out his, yeah. his, the way he looks is very common 
that, you know, it's going to make catching him and finding him very difficult. He reminds me of the guy that played on the nanny. Remember like the, the dad from the nanny? He kind of looked like that guy to me. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, played on days of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> Sheffield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, to go from like, everything's great with my family, just to like, wiping them off the face of the earth that's just nuts right it is very nuts I, that's crazy i couldn't imagine hurting my wife or stepdaughter i don't Mm-mm. i mean hitting them or anything but let alone to end their life i mean that's absolutely crazy yeah i mean his whole heritage one of the things that pointed out was like because he was a count he was very proud of his family heritage but he just wiped it out and just ended it right there well i guess he could have more kids but Golly. Um, producer Brian did want to send his thoughts to it. Um, he did send it in French, uh, France, French. So I thought that was nice. So I'll go ahead and play his response to the episode. So here it is in French. Je pense que c'était probablement des extraterrestres ou qu'il a des liens avec Carol Baskin. If you want to know what that means in English, here's the English version. I think it was probably aliens or has some connection to Carol Baskin. so there's that i I mean at the end of the day can we all agree like it was the dad that killed him right like there's no there's no doubt about it yeah just like how can you switch like that that's just crazy i think i think the good thing about unsolved mysteries they yeah i mean if everyone doesn't have a consensus who the killer was Mm -hmm. they have done a good job i mean you know every show you're like 10 minutes and you're like i know what happened but mm-hmm. you still watch it. <laughs> That's true. Until the alien episode. And then, then it gets a little crazy. All right. So uh, that's our episode. One thing, again, I do want to remind you, there's a $150 credit for our Facebook Live and our um, YouTube Live listeners at Red Hill Brewery this Friday, which is tomorrow. Go up there, mention Southern Fried Philosophy, SFP, SFP Radio, whatever, and you'll get yourself a, a beer. Hang out, take your, bring your friends, anybody that wants that. You're more than welcome to. Again, we just ask, don't, don't say SFP 57 times and get free beer, but for yourself, spread the word. Challenge, accept, everybody challenge accepted. All right, thank you. All right, so that's going to wrap up our show. Mojo, you want to take us out? Yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in once again to the Southern Pride Philosophy Podcast. You can find us on the. Uh, Facebook at Southern Fried Philosophy. Um, you can also find us on our website at southernfriedphilosophy.com. We do have our playable links there, also our show notes, which uh, producer Brian does a good job of getting those together. Um, wherever you listen to your podcast, just go there and hit subscribe. Uh, just search Southern Fried Philosophy, subscribe, give us a review, give us a rating. That's how we move up in the old algor- algorithms. Okay, that's, that's a tough word. Anyway, <clears throat> anyway, appreciate you guys. If you're not a donor yet, please register to be a donor. If you're not a voter yet, please register to be a voter. That way you don't have anything to complain about in 2021 where we're still under lockdown 2.0. There you go. And as I always say, keep looking up. Why are you breathing so heavy? <laughs> You got the Rona? <laughs>